the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us again in another episode of Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. And if you have been tuning in in the last couple of weeks, you would have noticed that we've been talking about the uh, what we call Islamic eschatology, or uh, which is a fancy term for saying Islamic end times. And what I mean by that is that we are exploring what does the Islamic account share concerning how do Muslims recognize that these are the signs for end time, and what does that would look like in terms of the teaching of Islam? Now, so far, I've been focusing on the generic teachings. At some point, either today or next time, we'll try to even shed some light on the diversion between the Sunni account and the Shia account. For also for the last couple of weeks, I was uh, talking about the so-called major signs, meaning that there are some signs when they happen, we know the end is imminent, and there are some minor signs, which mean that if we experience any of these minor signs, again, we're talking about according to Islamic teachings right now, if we experience any of these minor signs, that mean we are headed towards end time. Now, you need to also know that there is a lot of overlap between some of these signs and the book of Revelation. Let me put it another way. There is a lot of borrowing, copying and pasting, if you wish, that was taken out of the book of Revelation and applied to what we call Islamic eschatology or Islamic end-time accounts. Now, that will make perfect sense if you are someone who claims to be a prophet and you are followers of a someone that claimed to be the final messenger you're going to have to have some things to justify anything and everything that this person has been preaching, teaching, or uh, supposedly discussing concerning, uh, uh, you know, what, what would this, you know, new uh, religion and new, uh, basically, um, empire would look like. And part of that, since we're talking about prophets and prophetic teachings, we have to have some end times also included uh, the Quran, of course, um, focuses a lot on the day of judgment or the day of resurrection in Arabic, Yawmul Qiyamah, um, Yawmul Hisab. It's either way, like the day of judgment, the day of reckoning, the day of resurrection, meaning in reference to the resurrection of the dead. But um, when it comes to, you know, majority of the signs that I've been going through, uh, only few are found in the Quran. I mean, the Quran talks about, you know, earthquakes. The Quran talks about fear and trembling that people will be overwhelmed with. 
the Quran talks about people distancing themselves like a mother from her own children, families, and everything else because of the overwhelming, uh, you know, um, signs and uh, fear that will overtake people when the end will come. And it talks about, of course, uh, God's appearance for judgment and the angels, you know, with them. And uh, it's almost like a military parade type of thing or military, you know, a procession. Nevertheless, uh, the, the Hadith and other teachings elaborated further and as typical with Islamic teaching, you always find secondary sources that begin to add more to these accounts or clarify and borrow from other sources. Now, for instance, uh, some of these major signs, I'm going to do a recap quickly. The major signs we said, like, for instance, a false messiah will arise, and the false messiah's name in Islam is a Dajjal, meaning the one who's a liar. And he will do some miracles uh, and will fool people. So, for instance, he can kill someone and bring that person back to life. Uh, he may show people heaven and say, this is where you were headed. You know, if you follow me, when in fact that's hell, so he will cause some delusions, and he will look at hell, uh, show hell, and say, that's heaven, you know, and, um, and, and the officer should say, uh, he will show heaven as if it's hell, and that, so that he can distract people from going in that direction. Nevertheless, his appearance, of course, will definitely mark that the end is imminent already, and that will uh, set the clock basically in motion for the Armageddon battle and the fighting between him and, uh, you know, either Jesus or the guided one, depending on which account we're talking about here, and the account, of course, primarily, either Sunni or Shia account. The return of Jesus, of course, is another one of those major signs, and he will come back to fight, basically, uh, this, um, uh, you know, uh, false messiah and kill him. On the Shia account, the twelfth uh, imam, if you wish, or the Mahdi or the guided one, uh, will hold that prominent position in lieu of just Jesus alone. There is a tri uh, you know, tribes that are called Gog and Magog. Uh, in Arabic, it's Ya'juj and Ma'juj. And uh, supposedly they were encountered, believe it or not, by, um, uh, uh, by uh, basically, uh, you know, Dhulqarnayn, or, or uh, he is, uh, you know, as we know him, of course, in Islamic teaching, and um, uh, he is, uh, technically speaking, um, uh, the, the founder of the Greek, uh, you know, dynasty. Um, and uh, he is the one uh, who basically encountered him uh, when he was expanding the Greek, uh, you know, um, territories. And when he reached the end of the earth, he encountered this tribe or this group of people that are uh, people who eat uh, even humans and eat everything and destroy everything. So he kind of like imprisoned them, right? He imprisoned them and he built a thick wall around them and that every morning, they, since then, they wake up, they eat that wall and then they uh, get tired by the time uh, the wall becomes really hesh uh, and uh, kind of like... Uh, a very thin layer is left. They can see through. They realize that that's, that's all is left. Because they're tired, they'll fall asleep. And then they wake up in the morning and the wall back again to its normal size. And they start eating again. And I mean, it's all these fancy fable stories, basically. And, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and basically, uh, these are the kind of things that you have to really uh, proceed with cautious, if you wish, when it comes to 
understanding where do these stories come from, and there's always a reason behind these stories. Somebody said something, and uh, the destruction of this group uh, comes uh, by, mere, by, by the mere fact that people will run uh, after, you know, at some point, I should say, because they're part of the major signs of end time, they will succeed in eating through the whole wall, and they'll discover that now they can roam the earth, and they begin to de destroy everything in their way, including people and the believers or the faithful, including Jesus with them. They will run up to the top of the mountains, and they start praying and asking God for help, and he will send uh, pestilence, he will send famine, and he will send diseases that will destroy uh, these tribes. Now, it doesn't tell us how long that might last, but uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, it will be uh, accomplished. Now, um, uh, we move on to another sign, and that's a huge black cloud of smoke that will emerge, and it will cover all of the earth. So the earth will become filled with darkness. And then another sign, the sun will rise from the west instead of rising from the east. And then there are the major sinking holes in the earth, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, including one in the Arabian Peninsula. And then you have a second trumpet that will sound, and as a result of that, the dead will rise. And then a beast and fire uh, will rise, basically, and uh, the fire uh, also will begin to gather people uh, from Yemen. The fire will start and gather people to uh, the place where judgment will take place. Uh, most agree that that will be around the Holy Land area. Uh, it's kind of puzzling, of course. How can a fire that comes out of a small country in the uh, southeast uh, corner of the Arabian Peninsula be able to gather people from all over the earth, including North America, South America, Australia, New Zealand. These are islands, mega islands, okay, or separate continents. Uh, there is water body in between them. How can this fire just somehow manage to get there? So anyway, that's, uh, that's something that is subject for debate. And, uh, of course, you get this sometimes from sources uh, that are uh, Islamic sources, and you have to take it with a grain of salt. Now, can we get to, get to minor signs? And I'll just share briefly some of the signs we, we've been covering. Uh, one of it is the coming of uh, tribulation. Uh, people will be misguided. Uh, the fear of God will disappear from the face of the earth. Um, you know, basically, uh, uh, other signs, honesty and ethics will disappear. Uh, people will start to cheat in business and do many other things. Um, uh, knowledge of the truth. Uh, is lacking, and uh, lies and deception become the prevalent, you know, all over the earth. Um, uh, frequent and sudden unexpected death of righteous people, uh, the increase of pointless killing that has no uh, reason to justify it, um, rejection of the teaching of the messenger of Islam, Time will look like it's accelerating so fast that, uh, uh, you know, months and days will pass by real quickly. Uh, the use of interest uh, becomes an increase. You see, why is that significant? Because simply because uh, Islamic Sharia law prohibits the use of interest uh, when you are lending or borrowing. And therefore, Muslims have uh, been using this idea that because the West uh, applies interest to its financial transactions, uh, that is definitely a sign of end time. So 
that's where you get these impressions, uh, uh, technically speaking. Uh, the rise of pride and uh, vicious competitions, um, uh, basically, uh, in business, but also uh, building these um, uh, fancy uh, decorated mosques uh, as a show of pride rather than worship, you know, has been going on for since the, uh, the rise of Islam, actually. Uh, I mean, there has been these kind of significant mosques. So I wonder why they missed that when they were starting built-in mosques in those days. Nevertheless, uh, these are some of the things. Um, there is plenty of earthquakes that will take place. Um, then it comes to women. It says that women will increase in their number and men will decrease in their number in ratio, technically speaking, to the point that one man uh, is equivalent to taking care of 50 women. Something like that comes basically from the saying of Muhammad. Let me, let me read you, uh, for instance, what did Muhammad say, uh, if I can actually access it. Anyway, you can find it in Sahih Bukhari, Volume 1, Book Number 3, Hadith Number 81. That's basically where this idea comes from. Now, the Jews begin fighting Muslims. Now, this is significant, by the way. Um, for as long as, uh, you know, you look at the history between Islam and the Jews since its rise, there was always antagonizing, uh, antagonism has taken place between the Muslims and the Jews. Uh, Muslims attack them, and then whenever the Jews want to defend themselves or fight back, uh, it's always used as, you see, that's signs of end time now, and we have responsibility to keep fighting. Until this day, you see it happening. Iran, for instance, tries to antagonize the Jewish state, and they want them to be attacked. Now, uh, I mean, again, when I say, the, you know, the Jewish state or Israel, I'm in no way talking now about uh, the Jews of the Bible here, okay? We're talking about the political Jews and the political arena and the geopolitical environment in the Muslim world and how they perceive the Jewish state. In their mind, these are Jews. Therefore, uh, we're going to fight them. Biblically speaking, you can make a case that just because it's called Israel as a state doesn't mean every single Jew in there is a saved person. So, uh, the book of Revelation talks about the saved Jews who will call upon the Lord and he will come to rescue them. That's a whole different story. So I want to make sure, you know, we are able to distinguish between the two mentalities and the two teachings. Women also will appear uh, naked uh, despite the fact that they're dressed. You know, that's, that's what the Prophet of Islam says in Sahih Muslim Book 40, Hadith number 6840. Again, he said that in Sahih Muslim, one of its Hadith collections, Book number 40, hadith number 6840. I don't know where he comes up with these things, but um, quite fascinating sometimes. Uh, people seek knowledge from misguided people. In other words, you don't go to people who have knowledge and wisdom. You go to misguided people. Well, you know what? I would make a case that this has been going on in the Islamic world itself. Every single imam and, and clerk, sadly, has been misguiding the masses of Muslims including the prophet of Islam, in chapter 48 of the, uh, chapter 46 of the Quran, verse 9, this is what the prophet of Islam, and I'm going to paraphrase it for you, he says, I do not know what's going to happen to me or to you. I'm only a warner. So technically speaking, you have 1.6 billion Muslims today following a messenger who sadly doesn't know what's going to happen to him in the future. What a sad thing. And then we looked at also increase in lightning and thunder, it's kind of interesting because this was taken probably straight from the mouth of Jesus 
in Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Let me go there. I like to really uh, uh, correlate things so I can help you see why I use phrases like this. If you go to the book of Matthew, chapter 24, and I'm going to read you just a few verses from the beginning. Look, this is what happened. Jesus left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to point out to him the building of the temple. Wow, look at the magnificent building. But he answered them, you see all these? Do you not? Truly I say to you, they will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Verse 3, again, we're in Matthew 24, verse 3. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? Meaning the end time sign. And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Verse 4, and Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. Notice, there are people that are going to misguide you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. It is interesting, by the way, folks, to look at these kind of teaching, because Satan takes these kind of things and apply it now to something like Islam, Mormonism, and make it appear as if now Christianity is the one that is misguiding the Muslims and the Mormons and others. You see what's going on here? So we have to be very careful, because that's exactly what Satan does. Verse 6, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet. Notice, when you hear things like this, don't worry, the end is not here yet, but it's going to happen anyway. Verse 7, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Meaning, this is as if like a, a metaphor for a woman who's given birth, and now you're beginning to get contractions, you know, technically speaking. That's what Jesus is saying. You notice how there is a lot of similarities here in the terms of these signs that I've been reading. Not just today, but go to the last pre uh, two episodes and you'll see that a lot of them resemble what's being said by the mouth of Jesus. And when we go to the book of Revelation, you'll even see more, which I will. I'm going to invest a lot of time on the end times, by the way, because it's really important for us to begin to understand what's going on geopolitically, actually, in the region right now between something like Iran and Saudi. And specifically from Iran's standpoint, why are they antagonizing everybody in the region? Verse 9 in Matthew 24, Matthew 24, verse 9, it says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away meaning leave the truth, and betray one another. There is see betrayal between believers and families, and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Once again, that's another warning about the false prophets. Verse 12, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Verse 13, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who can really put up with all of this and maintain their faith and believe will be saved, both physically and spiritually. Verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And this is a very significant saying by our Lord in Matthew 24:14. Satan knows that when these signs happen, the gospel will continue 
uh, to be preached and to flourish. That's why Satan uses the very gospel against it and tell people like Muslim people, hey, when you see Christianity flourishing, that means people are leaving the truth, which is Islam, actually. That's a sign of end time. Re-spinning the truth, basically. That's what Satan is doing. He's telling Muslims, don't listen to the gospel in these end times, because the gospel actually is misleading you. You need to stay a Muslim. You see how that goes? You see how the enemy of the truth still misleads and misguides people who will end up, sadly, if they do not embrace Christ and the truth in the hellfires. And then verse 15, uh, I'm going to keep reading from Matthew 24 to, to show you the significance of what we're dealing with here. Verse 15 says, So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, verse 15, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let the one who is on the housetop not go down to take what is in his house, and let the one who is in the field not turn back to take his cloak. And alas, for women who are pregnant, and for those who are nursing infants, those days pray that your flight may not be in winter or on a Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. Verse 22, And if those days hadn't been cut short, no human being would be saved, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. It's interesting because last week I was talking about some of the signs where people wish they can die and death will not overtake them. Again, classic, taken straight from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today I'm going to focus on showing you the co contrast between Matthew 24 and these signs because I want to lead to the talk uh, about the Mahdi, the guided one, which is also known as the 12th Imam according to the Shia Twelvers. Because it's really crucial for us to understand how these things play out. In verse 23, then if anyone, um, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. Verse 24, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Now we're talking about this Dajjal, the Antichrist, and others uh, like him who are going to mislead the believers. And Islam uses this to say, oh, if you see signs like this, you know, don't leave Islam because these are misleading you. Well, Jesus is saying the truth is in him, in following him, that Christians should not leave Christ, not the other way around. And then we get to verse 25. See, I have told you beforehand. So if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. And I know my time is up, so I am going to try to wrap it up for you. Next time we'll continue with Matthew 24, tie it to some of these signs that are left, minor signs in Islamic eschatology, and then we will venture straight into the idea of who is this guided one, the Mahdi, or the 12th Imam. If you want to listen to all of this, of course, 
The good news is you can always go to our archive and you find this on our, uh, uh, basically, um, our website, CIRAinternational.com. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A international.com. And also, we encourage you to become also a subscriber to our YouTube channel, CIRA International, and become a Patreon patron, meaning you can give monthly as little as $1 or as much as the Lord put in your heart, all of these to stay on the air and pay for these uh, basically programs. And what, by the way, we're in the process of also negotiating doing a second program as well on the air, and we'll keep you abreast on that. And then, of course, uh, you can use PayPal if you want. All of these help us pay for videos, pay for the um, uh, podcast, and many other things. So we want to thank you for your faithfulness and being partners with us. And hopefully you've been enjoying this series about Islamic end times and how that ties into some of the biblical teachings and showing that it's been borrowed from there. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. <laughs>